0: Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals i created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women help you break through self-doubt to your greatness and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business if you're an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams. This podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Hey, for this week's episode, I would love to welcome Siobhan Jones. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, listeners, I before we got started, I was over the moon because the expertise that Miss Jones has is so needed in entrepreneurships, but especially for women, um, we've ha- we really struggled with making sure that we take care of ourselves si- um, physically, spiritually, but even more so mentally. Absolutely. So, you know, before we get started on what I really want to focus tonight, I want you to share with the listeners your entrepreneurial journey. Like, what what has your journey been like? Why have you ventured out into this crazy, rocky world of entrepreneurship?
1: So, I I started my my business. It's called Sweet Sugar Baby, and I started it last year. And the reason I started it because I had a, a huge need for it. So, um, I'm a I'm a mother of two. Um, Unfortunately, I'm a a widow. I became a widow um, September 1st, 2017, Um, and my children were two and three at the time. So I've been trying to juggle and trying to raise the boys the best that I can. Um, And if you have children, you know, children want your life. They want everything from the moment I sleep. Sometimes they sneak in the bed. So I'm just like, I am overwhelmed. I also work full time as well. Um, So I'm like, I'm just overwhelmed. This is a lot on my plate. You know, it's a lot going on. So I'm like, I need to find a way that I can hit the reset button. I need to find a way that I can like kind of just get in touch with myself because, you know, as a widow, now I have the kids and then, you know, eventually I want to start dating and, you know, getting out there right so I'm just like I need to learn how to one get in touch with myself hit the reset button learn to love myself because now you know being newly single my body has changed and I've never dated with children and it's a lot of different things that I was um dealing with so um I love I love sugar scrubs and I was like you know let me let me venture out, let me let me research and let me see how I can make some sugar scrubs for myself. And I made some and I was like this is nice. You know, it just it made me feel good about myself. Nobody else knew I was, you know, using sugar scrubs, but it just it made me feel so good. I got out of the shower just feeling like all right all right, I'm ready. Let's go. You know, so I started making it for myself. I started making it for my family. Um, And then I was like, I think I can do this. So eventually it just, it just created, it just, it just blossomed into Sweet Sugar Baby. Um, And that's pretty much how I started my journey as an entrepreneur. Um, And I, I believe March will be my one year mark. So it's been it's been interesting. It's been fun, but it's it's no joke.
0: Tell me about it. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. So, you know, that's not an easy decision. I think, you know, with women, especially when you're raising a family, it is so complex and it's so difficult and I can't even imagine doing it single. My mom, I grew up in a single parent household mm-hmm. and I know how hard it was for her. Yeah, yeah. Um. And you know, it's, it's hard juggling all of that. So kudos to you, first of all, even making that step to share your gift, you know, to share what you love with others. Did you, do you ever in that instance of deciding to go into entrepreneurship when you did ever deal with any mommy guilt?
1: Absolutely. Um, starting out, it was, it's, it's booming. It's, it's fast. So um I spend a lot of time with my kids. Um, I'm very active with my kids. We, we go everywhere. We're traveling. We're doing all types of stuff. So um, I've recently started getting into doing like farmer's markets and um, did one on Sunday. And I was there from like eight o'clock till probably about four thirty, five o'clock. So those are long extended periods of time on the weekend that I'm not with the kids. And there's always mommy guilt with working nine to five, but then I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm choosing to do this on the side. And now this is taking me away from, you know, spending quality time with my kids on the weekends and the weekends is all I have. So I've definitely experienced that. And a lot of times what I do is after like a big event like that, I'll, the next day I'll say, okay, well, let's and get pizza. Let's go and get ice cream. Let's talk. And, you know, they're still young. They're four and six now. Um, But we, you know, I try to bond with them over over those moments. And um, they take part in, in my um, my business as well. They help me with videos. So they're very hands-on and they, they're intrigued by it. So when I tell them, hey, I'm doing a farmer's market or something, they're they're interested in knowing what I'm going to be selling, but they don't want to be a part <laughs> of it to, to go because it's just. It's it's a long drawn out and it can be hot. So they're just like, all right, mom, we'll we'll see you later. You know, <laughs> leave us with Nana or leave us with Mimi, and we're we're fine. So yeah, I, I deal with that though. I definitely do.
0: Yeah, I think we. I think you know we all do to some extent. And there's times like even when I'm going out, if I'm speaking or if I I remember when I first started my business and I was blogging like crazy, I was podcasting like crazy. I all of it was marketing, right and um, I was showing up at events and my husband was supporting me 100%. And I'm telling you, the comments, though, from other women asking me if my kids are okay, like, they're good. Like, the thing is, is that when I'm home, daddy's off working. And mommy's home and she's handling her business, what she's got to do. And I think there's this thing in society where we feel like the woman has to always be the martyr. She's got to be the martyr,
1: right? You You have to sacrifice your dreams and your goals and everything for your family. And if you get a family, that's it there's no pursuing anything. Like that is your whole life. And I agree, like your your life is going to be centered very heavily around your family. But at the same time, if you're not a balanced individual, you're not going to be happy. You can have your kids, you can have your husband, but if you're not pursuing your passion, what, you know, what drives you, you know, your creative side, then you, you, you may not ever feel that type of happiness or contentment or feel satisfied in any way. And honestly, your kids viewing you pursue your passion is going to fuel them to pursue their passion. It's, it's a spiral, you know, effect. So you definitely want to pursue what you're interested in so that they'll see, okay, well, mommy can create something out of, out of nothing. So I can do it too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's almost like the only way we can break those barriers is by showing our children what's what's normal is normal for your dad to cook it's normal for your dad to to clean it's normal for your dad to have his hopes and dreams and mommy also to have her hopes and dreams um and even more so for male you have males i have two girls but i mean they both of them really need to see
1: that you know yeah Absolutely. Um, I have I have a huge family support. So they're always there to help me, you know, carry the load because, you know, it takes a village to raise kids and especially, you know, doing it on my own. Like it's it's been one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life is to raise children. I've, you know, gone to school. I've worked hard. But raising children no amount of education can prepare you to raise children. I don't care how smart you are, how educated, how physically, you know, strong you are. It's just, it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that you have up here on your website, and we'll tell the listeners how to get there in a moment, but you say you have like very boldly. Yeah. Body care products made to encourage self-care. So you come from a mental health therapy background. Yes. And I think it's important for us to kind of dive into that. Right. And one of the biggest things I find um, with entrepreneurs is that we really struggle with our mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no preparation for that. And with entrepreneurship, it is very easy to get even more so burnt out more than anything. I think our hours are cray cray. They're not even like 40. They're like 80, 90
1: hours on top of everything else.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And then if you got a full-time job and you're working your business on the side, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about yeah. it.
1: So with the mindset, it um everything is everything is about the mind. Like whatever you tell your mind or whatever you believe, whatever your thoughts are, that's what you see. So the the mind frame is it's 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 a major key in being balanced. Um, I've lately I've been listening to listening to a lot of meditation and a lot of um, affirmation podcasts just to start and set the tone for my day. Um, and when my day starts to get a little hectic, I'll take a moment, step outside, and just breathe. But it, it definitely is all about the mindset and what you're believing about yourself, what you're believing about yourself as an entrepreneur you know, the, the thought process, because a lot of times you jump into being a business owner and you think, OK, everybody else is doing so well. And, you know, you're looking on on IG and on Facebook and it just they're making it seem effortlessly, you know, they, they're effortlessly doing it. And you're just like, well, I'm kind of doing what they're doing. Why isn't it coming so easy to me? And you you can get discouraged you know, you can kind of be running on fumes. You you want to be a good parent, but you want to be a good entrepreneur, and it's like, you know, I work the business once the kids sleep. My kids' bedtime is like eight o'clock, so I'm working from eight o'clock to twelve o'clock at night, trying to create all of these things by hand, and just during the day, you're you know, you're marketing, you're you're sending emails. You're it's just it's it's a lot. So it's for me, I I find it important to have like the balance. So I do partake in self-care as often as I can. Like if not every day, every other day. Um, Definitely um, just monitoring what I put into my mind and what I allow myself to dwell on. Um, If it's not healthy, if it's not you know, fun. If it's not happy, I don't engage in it because life is already, you know, it can be stressful enough. So I don't watch the news. I'm just like, I can't, I don't have time for that type of negativity because it really can have you walking on eggshells and you have to be fearless as an entrepreneur. You have to be able to go out there and do what you have to do. Um, I have also created this vision board, and every year, you know, you create a vision board, and it's no big deal. You create the vision board; it sits, it sits in the closet. You know, you never look at it. You dust it off in like December, and you start to peel stuff off. So, what I did—that's what it is. So, what I did was I created my vision board and I put it in my and on my wall in my ba- in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, it's not so cute, but hey, you know, I, and I wrote affirmations on it. It
0: serves its purpose. It
1: serves its purpose. So I see it every day and I'll I'll literally stop in front of that board in the morning before I walk out. I'll say my affirmations in that day. Like, I don't know how it happens and just what it is about verbally saying the things that you want to see in your life. You start to actually see it. And it that's the creepiest thing to me because I'm just like, this really happened. Like it's really happening, you know, like it's, it's amazing. So I, I definitely think um, just affirmations and, and waking up and, you know, whatever your belief is, I'll read the scripture for the day or I'll say a prayer in the car with the kids just to set the tone because when you're going out into the world, you don't know what you're going to experience, you don't know what you're going to get, and you don't know what type of encounters. And I deal with people every day because I am um, a licensed clinical social worker, so I have to put on a happy face and try to, you know, help the the next person that may not be able to um, pull themselves out. So mental health mindset, you know, thoughts it's it's it goes hand in hand. It's really important.
0: Yeah, and I also find for me. I'm just listening to you. So I actually had to go through therapy for an entire year. And I'm so Mm -hmm. happy that I did. Um, And I'm actually trying to find somebody else right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it was so Mm -hmm. impactful to my journey. Um, And I had, I was in a very, so my entrepreneurial story started because I was burnt out. I had dealt with really bad bullying at work. I had dealt with um, a very toxic work environment, had horrible stress-related illness because of that decided to book it and leave no plan, nothing. I was like, I'm gonna just start a business and figure it out and start working part time. So that was three years ago. Um, that was my catalyst to me, my mother's death and me dealing with that toxic work environment, then deciding to, um, to leave. Um, but it was the therapy that really made a difference for me. And it was my therapist who was also a licensed clinical social worker. She um, recommended for me to get introduced to Brene Brown and Mm -hmm. oh my goodness
1: life-changing life-changing I
0: watched her TED talk and then I devoured almost nearly every book that woman has has written yes because and the reason why I mention it not because I'm trying to monopolize this section but just to say that vulnerability was such a critical piece missing from any interaction i was making vulnerability was necessary because one i was achiever i was a perfectionist i you know worked really hard and i never got a chance to say i'm tired Mm. i feel i don't feel like i'm enough i'm dealing with x y and z so what would you say just from your clinical experience i love that you're a healthcare provider and an entrepreneur um what are some of the major roadblocks to us getting to
1: that place? It's the the roadblock to us getting to the point of being vulnerable is those are things that like those those behaviors, those those personalities just kind of being strong. Like we we as women, I'm a I'm a black woman. You're you're a black woman. We have to put on this face, you know, and it, it's very tough to to. Peel away those layers. So in the workplace, you have to you know, you have to be the best. You have to be better than the rest. You can't show anger. You can't show any emotion because if you do, you can be labeled in a negative way um, with the kids. It's like the kids are going to go to you first because you're mommy and you're going to try to handle it all. Um, I think it's like the perception we we wake up every day and it's like, OK, the world wants us to be this. And a lot of times we hop out of bed and we try our best to put that mask on and to be what we're expected to be opposed to being who we are opposed to really, really taking a deep dive into what makes my soul happy, what gives me passion, what's going to drive me, what do I really like? I I spent years doing a lot of things that I was like, after the fact, I'm like, I never really wanted to do that. I never enjoyed doing that. I don't even like that person as a friend. Like, why was I, (laughs) like, why was I, like, forcing myself to play these Heart and play these roles that weren't authentic to me. Um, so I've I I as well got a got a therapist after my husband's death, and um, we dealt with the grief. But then we started dealing with a lot of stuff that was personal. I'm like, okay, well, it's not the grief anymore. Like now, I have to really look at myself. And I had a session with my therapist, and I was telling her the things that I was struggling with, and she read me for filth. Okay, I. I, listen, I literally was stuck. I left the office, sat in my car and I was just like, oh my God, like for someone to literally put a mirror to your face inches, just, and she did it in the most professional way that she could. And everything that she said was, it was the, it was the truth it was, it was the truth. I wasn't ready to to face it. You know, it was, you know, you kind of swallow so many different things. So you're just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And you, you're this strong person, but for someone to show, show you all of your weakness right in that moment, it was breathtaking. And I literally, it took me a few days to process that session. And I was just like, the, you know, the first, the first thing I was like, I can't go back to her because I don't know who she thinks she is to tell me all of this stuff about myself. <laughs> that was absolutely true. I could not handle it because I'm like, I thought I was doing a good job at pretending to be this very strong person. Like everybody comes to me. You know, I solve problems. I solve problems at work. Yes. I solve problems at home. Yes. I, just kiss. I just solve problems. So for her to just look at me and say, no, you're," I can see through that. That's, that's no, no, I can see through that. And it was so, I felt naked. And that was the vulnerability part that Brene Brown talks about. is just being able to get in touch with your emotions and not being ashamed of it. So, so with, with the self-care and different things like that, I had to say, you know what, I'm, I am overwhelmed. This is a lot, you know, like I had to be able to have those key people, which I am still a very strong person, but I do have key people that I feel safe with to be vulnerable. You know, I have a a group of girls that I'm if I'm struggling, I'll text them, hey ladies, say a prayer for me because I'm struggling right now. This is I'm having a moment and this is with you know personal life with the kids. I text them the other day, these kids are kicking my butt. Help me pray for me, something. I'm like (laughs) grasping for straws at this point, you know, but it's it's important to have people that you do feel safe with that you can just take off the mask because it is so hard to walk around and be this person for so long and just to be able to be vulnerable around certain people. It's, it's, it's like you can breathe. Like it's really like you can breathe. So sometimes I'll tell my mom, I really needed you. You know, if, if something happened, I'm like, mom, I really needed you. Like this, the reason why I reacted in this way is because you hurt my feelings. Like okay, you hurt my feelings. Or I just had a conversation yesterday. Like I feel like an abandoned little girl, you know, I, ha- I have, to be able to tap into those emotions that I feel on a regular basis. And it's not easy. It's not like something that I'm like, Hey, I'm an expert at it's every day. I have to say, okay, am I going to be honest with myself and be honest with this person as far as how I'm feeling and how this moment made me feel and you know, what I'm processing at this, at this time. So I think, you know, as a, as a social worker, they always say, you can't social work your family. You can't social work this. You can't, you know, you can't do therapy on people that are close to you because it's just, you can't do it. So, you know, that's why I am definitely a strong advocate for getting therapy because it literally changed my life. And today I was texting my therapist, Hey, do you have any openings? Because I need to help me out. Cause I'm struggling, you know, like you, you just have to know when you, when you, when you have to tap back in and you have to kind of let that stuff out. So I think therapy is, it's, it's a major.
0: It's, it's critical. And, um, you know, as I'm hearing you, I'm thinking about my, my own journey and, um, I didn't realize how much I needed to heal from, um, you know, one of the things, that I talk a lot about when I'm out speaking for healthcare providers is um, HIV, substance use disorder. I talk about cultural sensitivity and um, working with an interprofessional group. There was a social worker there who'd said, Jasmine, I want you to get trained in ACEs for our state. And I was like, Ace? what in the world is an ACE? <laughs> and when I learned about average childhood experiences, and I said, How the heck did I get out of my life with all the trauma I've experienced, you know, and come out to be who I am today? And I think, you know, although we're, this is an entrepreneurship podcast, your personal life will affect what um, impact you can make on a professional level. Whether it's owner business or not, and that means that you got to get down to that muddy cruddy mess, you know that stuff that you know you don't really want to talk about or deal with the abandonment issues, the the traumatic experiences that may have been physical. Who knows, you know, and and get to a place where you forgive and you truly decide to um, move forward with with love and with joy and some compassion for yourself. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's it's profound what we carry into our adulthood. And and that's from us stuffing stuff. We kind of just kind of, it's not a big deal. But when you look at some of the actions that you take today, it's a result of the things that you experienced when you were five. You know, you know I, I can become defensive. You know, I can, I'm like, I'm going to shut you out before you shut me out. And that's stuff that I've experienced. And that's a result of my childhood and those things that I've kind of buried. And, you know, you grow up and you 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 pretend to to forget about it and you feel like time has removed you from that situation. So you're not that person. But certain triggers will leave you like a six year old little girl you know, like certain things will just snap you back into that. And it's, it's, it's amazing because it's one of those things where you have to learn how to cope with those things, because that's a part of you. You know, I talk with people and they're like, you know, if this wouldn't have happened, then I wouldn't have had this experience. And if this wouldn't happen, and I'm just like, look, those things, they needed to happen to make you who you are today. So I never wish away the things because I'm like, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be this person I wouldn't know I wouldn't be this resilient you know I wouldn't be this compassionate I wouldn't be this understanding towards other people because I had those experiences growing up and that's one thing with my children with losing their father at such a young age and you know that's one of those things I'm just like why did it have to happen but I'm thinking children are resilient you know I'm they're they're part of a um of a, of a therapeutic group and um It it helps them process what's going on. But, you know, I always tell people around me, I don't want my children to go to therapy for me. Like, I don't want to be the result of my children going to therapy. I don't want them (laughs) going to therapy like, mommy jacked me up, you know, like, no. So I try my best to just just to love on them as much as I can. That's real talk it's right there. It's real because <laughs> it carries on. I don't want them being 25 saying, mommy never understood me. Mommy never listened to me. So it's one of those things where we have the choice to break that cycle. And the, the the childhood that you may have had, you're going to try your best to make sure that your children don't experience the negative things that you experience. Maybe we can, you know, maybe educate our, our children more. And that's something that I have to do about This is how mommy grew up and this is how you are growing up, you know, and it's trying to teach, you know, humility because a lot of times, most times we have more than our parents had raising us. So now it's like, you know, you have to deal with another thing because the kids are like, mommy, I want that because you got the money. You can do it. You can get it. You know, and it's like, no, 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 you know, so it's it's trying to just program the positive things about how you grew up and it's trying to kind of give them a little of the the stuff that you you had that helped you to become humble which is saying no you know mommy saying no will humble you really quick but um the the childhood is the baseline of, of who we are and it makes us who we are today and it carries over into you know entrepreneurship you know if you have if you've grown up and someone told you in the past like you'll never be good enough you're not beautiful enough. You can't speak. You're like, you're, you're nothing. So you go and you want to create something amazing. And then you get to the point where you're just like those words, when you, when you hit a a hard point in entrepreneurship, because a hard point is on every corner, um, the, the, those words come back to you. Like, see, see, I, I, you know, they told me I couldn't do it. I I, I should have known that I wasn't smart enough to do this. I should have known that I wasn't competent, that I would, people would never accept me, you know? So it's one of those things where you have to really get to the root of those things. You have to start speaking against those things. You have to start speaking positivity, like by, by using your words of affirmation to kind of block out those automatic responses that you'll get when you, you know, when you encounter something negative, the automatic response is, Oh my gosh, like I can't do this, you know? Um, but it, it's important to definitely educate yourself, say those words of affirmations and see and view yourself as what you want to be in life and, and show up as that person. You know,
0: absolutely. Every single day, every, day. every single day, you've got to pour into you, pour that into you, especially if you come from a disadvantaged background. That type of thinking is not common. And that's what I have to fight right. against right. every day. It's a battle. Yes. So I got to ask your opinion on this. Um, Do you think that, because I was just reading a piece today about entrepreneurship for women and, you know, I'm thinking about my experience as a woman of color. Do you think the mentality of um, you have to work twice as hard still exists? So I've heard it for women, white women towards working twice as hard as men to get to that level so we're fighting that battle but we also have the other end of it where i'm in a um, predominantly white industry so there's a twice as hard mentality i feel like i have to work as a woman of color to even be recognized so do you think that still exists
1: it exists it exists times 10 at this point and it exists Mm. over all aspects of of business of career, you know, being a mental health therapist, um, I would do in-home calls and I'm a young black woman and they're looking like, how are you going to help me? You know, like who, who are you? You know, I have a sister, she's a, she's a lawyer and you know, she goes to court and they're like, where's the lawyer? And she has to look like it's, it's me, you know? So we definitely have to work twice as hard to get some type of respect. And a lot of times that's overwhelming. That's just frustrating because we we know that there's so many racial underlying tones with how people speak to you, how people talk with you, um, how people just interact with you. I taught a, um, a parenting class and, you know, I come in with my stuff and I'm teaching this parenting class. It was a high conflict parenting class for people that were getting divorced. They were court ordered. And, you know, the person that owned it didn't know who I was. So I came in and she's like, oh, are you one of the parents? I'm like, no, I'm the therapist. Hi, nice, nice to meet you. You know, it's, it's always, and I feel like that's a battle that we, that we fight, but I'm learning that I don't have to fight that battle. It's okay. You can, you can think whatever you want to think because it is so exhausting to have to try to put on this phase everywhere you go. I think that it's important as women, as black women, that we can be multifaceted. You know, you can be a therapist and at night you can go and hang out downtown and party and club and have a great time. Or you can be a well-rounded mother who, you know, do arts and crafts and, and paint with their kids and do all of that stuff and also, you know, have a podcast on the side. Like, I don't think we, we have to fit into any type of box. But I do know that when you're in corporate America, you know, we, we, we are expected to present a certain way. And we are expected to kind of go in there and and tone down our attitudes and tone down, you know, our tone. So when we do get off of work, it's like I need to be free. Like when I get off of work, I'm able to breathe and I cannot allow myself to be boxed in by my outside activities. Like work is work. You got to go to work. You know, you can't be ratchet and crazy at work. You have to present yourself in a certain manner. You know, Um, you have to do your job. You have to um, be in that role. But I think it's important and that's where self-care comes in as well is when you get off of work, literally clean and wipe and wash and bathe all of that stuffiness off of you and just be able to be around those people that you can truly be transparent with. Because at work, sometimes you can't be transparent. You have to keep your mouth shut. You got to do the job. But to be able to just be around good people, be able to relax, let your hair down, do the things you enjoy doing without feeling judged by your people that are in close proximity, it's it's amazing. It's it's amazing. And that's what we have to do. We, we have to be able to just let that stuff go and be who we want to be because life is so hard outside of our little... You know, our universe, our our little You know, house or home Yeah,
0: it is And like, I mean, I just moved To the state of North Carolina To, to take a position And I'm finding that um, Being opinionated Or having a voice um, Right Is not appreciated <laughs> No and, you,
1: you get on the hit list
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah And And even if it's coming from a place of wanting to help, it's like they don't want it. And, you know, I realize in that instance, sometimes I think of if I look different, would the response be different? You know, if I was a certain age, would the response be different? All of that ageism, colorism, all that stuff, you know, are a part. Parts of things that you have to consider. So, on a daily
1: basis, yeah.
0: Yes. So, I will be taking a bath tonight um, yes. with my bath bomb. <laughs> Relax. Yes. yes absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, I've got one more question for you. This has been such a wonderful conversation, um, Siobhan. It has been. It has
1: been.
0: Um, please, you know, if you look back just like at the very beginning, the very, very beginning, the, the time where you're actually ready to start it you're a little hesitant, what advice would you give yourself?
1: Um, just do it. Just just, just do it. Um, nothing is ever perfect. Nothing is ever going to go the exact same way that, that maybe someone else's journey is. Um, just do it and continue to be consistent. When I first started, I was like, okay, if I do this, I have to be consistent. And I've, you know, some things I haven't been, as consistent with in the past. And I like, when I started, I was like, if I do this, I have to be consistent with it. And I've, thank God I've been able to be consistent the days that I don't want to do it. I'm like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to post something. I'm going to email somebody. I'm going to reach out, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do. And I'm like literally just jumping headfirst into it and just building my parachute on the way down because you're not going to know enough information. A lot of times that stunts people from moving forward. It's like, well, I'm researching. Five years later, you're still researching. And six years later, you know, <laughs> you, you're know you an expert on this, but you have no clue because you have no real life experience doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. you, know? so you got to just do it. And as crazy as that sounds, it, it it pays off. It definitely pays off because sometimes when you stop for a moment and you think too long, that fear sets in, that doubt sets in, all of those negative things sets in. Like I can't really do this. I I, I can't do it. And it's like you can do it, you just have to jump in and you just have to do it. Do something every yeah. single day, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So tell the listeners where they can find you. Um first of all, the what the products that you have are just—they look amazing. I'm actually going to order yes. some before oh, we're done you. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but tell them where can they find you on social media, whatever, and also, you know, tell us about your podcast too because you are a fellow fellow podcaster. So
1: my my podcast is a little ratchet, but my <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about the podcast <laughs> later. But uh, <laughs> but um. You know we're multifaceted. Remember, I said we're (laughs) multifaceted. Talk about everything, okay? Um, But okay, so you can find me on social media at uh, Sweet Sugar Baby on IG, Sweet Sugar Baby. I am Sweet Sugar Baby on Facebook, on Twitter, I am One Sweet Sugar Baby. Um I'm on you can check out my website. My website I always have sales, I'm always um on there. I'm very engaged on my website on all my social medias. Um my website is sweetsugarbaby.com and that's sugar without the R. So it's sweet sugar baby. Um definitely mm-hmm. check me out if you guys have any questions, any personal questions or any specific questions about your skin, about self-care definitely reach out to me. I'm definitely here to help you in any way that I can. So that, that, that's me. <laughs> oh, I love it.
0: Well, thank you again, chavon for being on the show. I can't thank you enough for sharing your insight. I would love to have you back on to talk more about some more stuff because there's some there's a whole different layer. Okay.
1: It really is. That was such an enriching conversation. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.